Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make your move, your hips, what's up and jink girl. Make your bounce, your tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom, sit kombucha for your boom. Honestine squad, link up, it's like boom. The girls be giving you vibes. Tune in, chill out, I feel good inside. Like how are we all um welcome back to the pod guys if you don't know now you know join x gals we have some really lit content up on there up on that bitch uh it's a five or month we are in obviously we all know we're in another fucking lockdown we need extra content there's live streams on there there's merch discounts there's a discord there's a weekly episode of an extra podcast like what more can you want for a fiver that is like Less than the price of a pint, which we can't even buy anymore. So take that little pintage fee. <laughs> Put it to the Patreon fee. The pint jar. Oh, the pint of content, please. <laughs> There's more than a pint, I tell you that much, please. <laughs> There's more than a pint of content. Um, so, a pint of juice. Yeah, so uh, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash it gals podcast. Um, we are also like upping the ante on the live streams for ex-gals very soon so you're going to want to be on there once that happens because they're going to be looking fucking lit to my clit yes they're going to be like an extra potty waddy so more content that is where we push most of our creativity into there because y'all paying our bills you know <laughs> and we um love you for that but today okay so um Oh, also our live streams, sorry. Okay, so speaking we are of live streams. speaking of live streams, we are doing our second 4K It Girls on YouTube live stream. So mm-hmm. we obviously did that um for Christmas. It was so fun. It was super sexy. It's like our own show. So we are doing that again for Valentine's Day, but it's before Valentine's. It's on the eleventh. Twelfth. This Friday. Twelfth. <laughs> I'm so bad with numbers. I was like, they don't uh, let me say the numbers. So it's Wednesday when you're listening to this. It's going to be this Friday, right before Valentine's Day, girls. So obviously have your little Valentine's night. It is lockdown, of of course. So you can be on Zoom. You can be on your little group chat. While watching it, gals, we're going to have a Valentine's themed uh, show. It's going to be on at 6 p.m. Go uh, subscribe to our YouTube. That is the best way to kind of access it. Uh, so it's youtube.com forward slash it, gals. And you'll be able to see it live. Once it is live, you'll be able to pre-save the link. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, so, so just go keep an eye on our social but definitely go subscribe to it gals because you know well first of all we've got loads of fucking gas videos on there you can also re-watch um all live streams we always get questions about this so gals don't worry these live streams are put up afterwards so you can watch them like a tv show the f- most fun is definitely watching it live because it's just especially if you're an ex-gal you'll get access to the discord you get access to our burner phone and you can call in while we're on air um and there's just so like you can be on even if you're not on the discord you can be on the youtube comments uh if you're just a regular old 
it girl um, and you can be chatting to each other and making friends totally. but so it's going to be do... interactive like the content that we've created for this live stream is kind of interactive so you can play along at home and you can be ringing up if you're an ex-gal and joining in and you know we can just be back and forth chatting about all things Galentine's because last mm-hmm. year we were obviously on the stage oh, we take had me back Take me back, please. <laughs> it was so fun. The whole Valentine's weekend, we took over Vicar Street and we were just talking about the ridiculousness of love and romance. And like, we have some different but similar content. Like, it's going to be all about fellas and presence and romance and just mm-hmm. having a bit of fun and gal talk. Yeah. And, and this, like, you guys get the chance to actually, like, phone in our ex girls do. So um, just tune in chill out but if you do miss it, feel it of good course inside. yes if you do miss it it will be up on our YouTube channel and to prep yourself if you haven't watched our Christmas live stream you should go watch that that is on our YouTube channel too and it is fucking ass it's like two hours long it's a great thing to have on if you nothing to watch I've nothing to watch these days so I watch it I, I've watched it I'm, Lindsay and I had a Zoom the other day and I was watching it I was like sorry I've not admitted you to our Zoom room because I'm watching our own live stream it's so good it's so fun so go check that out also reminder we have new merch up on our Teespring store um, still sexy still sexy the totes are lit the fucking hoodie is so cool it's one of my favourite hoodies that I own and yeah the hoodies are only like 40 fucking quid hello bargain.com if you go on ASOS right now hoodies are like 95 euro so it's a joke just just let, let that and they don't say the sexy room. on it so this whole idea behind the t-shirt or the hoodie and the tote bag you know when you're bopping around with your tote bag and it's full of shit mm. and you're wearing your hoodie and you're like oh i don't feel great you're still sexy queens we're, we are here to tell you that you are yeah. still sexy we are reclaiming <laughs> don't let anyone tell you that you're not <laughs> we're reclaiming hoodies being sexy and they are and there i fucking said it so but go pick up your merch though because they look fucking so cool with, and also if you've bought one please Take a picture and tag us on your stories, on your post, whatever it is. Because um, we just love seeing these in the merch. It's so lit. It is, especially when we're not doing the shows right now. So we mm. can actually see a visual of people wearing their shit or listening and all oh, that yeah. stuff. So uh, today, this yeah. week on the podcast, now we have very special guests coming up in the second half. Yes. I'll give you a hint. They're little. <laughs> <laughs> They're underage. Um, and another one, I made them. <laughs> but uh, we... Decided, so we've noticed like, uh, you know, since I've started social media on Snapchat and then with the podcast and all that kind of stuff, I've always noticed that a lot of me and my kind of character description is tied back to being a mother, Mm -hmm. to being a parent, my responsibilities, the person I should be, or even the person that I am. Like I get kind of, the majority of it is, you know, positive feedback about like, you know, how I'm raising my kids and how I'm myself and how they seem to be themselves and confident and, and happy sure themselves and happy and cared for. Um, but then on the other side, you know, I can get like, oh, God, that's state of her. She's a mother. And I think it's very much ingrained in in not even just in Irish culture, in the world, the idea of the mother and the virgin mother. And I do not see that same kind of. Uh, weight being putting on men and you know being a dad I see it Mm -hmm. it's been something that I've in my 12 years of being a mom and becoming a mom I just felt this weight and pressure and kind of like there was this prototype of a mother or of a woman that I should have become or like should have left behind when I had children and that I had to maintain this standard and like if I didn't maintain this prototype and if I didn't kind of slot into that little box then I'm a bad mom and I'm embarrassing or I'm letting them down or I'm, you know, the poor kids. And so I see this and I just want to, you know, I think that all the time, you know, just, you know, through the podcast or my the way that I am on social media or the content that I put out there, I want to push. It's 
important to me to push the kind of truth that like I was here first <laughs> and I still am here and you can be a lot of different things you can be wild and you can be a mom you can be um whatever you want to be like you know just because you have children it doesn't mean that you have to be fitting into this like Irish mammy or this like good yeah. girl kind of um prototype and you don't have to live through your kids and like turn into an innocent being because you're raising innocent beings so I wanted to we wanted it on Iqbal's podcast so we're going to do that a lot on um our Instagram just try and filter content from our listeners through to the podcast so make sure that you're following Iqbal's podcast on Instagram so you can kind of be checking out the stories and getting involved with the question boxes so we put up one yesterday Jenny if you want to get it on up there uh yeah so I just basically we asked because we wanted to get like your guys's input as well you know that way because obviously I'm not a mum um and I mean you know you don't have to be a mum to have an opinion on these kind of things and that's mm. why we did keep it open to anyone like it wasn't just like we only want to hear from mammies you know it's like everyone either has a mum knows a mum or is a mum you know what I mean yeah. uh so and we see it in society anyway so we wanted to get everyone's opinion on what we you think like the challenges for the modern mum are um and not just challenges within rearing children which is a challenge in and of itself but also like societal pressures and people judging you um something that you said there Lindsay that kind of resonated with me was like you know I feel that no matter if you're a mom any mistake that you make is then like put like projected onto your children you know that way Mm -hmm. like if you're like I don't know, had a breakup. Say you were a single woman, you were now another guy for three years. Like, oh, the poor children. They yeah. must be devastated. Or like if you, I don't know, failed your driving test, you'd be like, well, that's another year. They'll be carted around. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's it's never just like, whereas if I did that as someone who doesn't have children, it, you know, it, it would be such a completely different reaction, mm. which, you know, as a, as a society, we have to kind of look at and be like, why do we hold mothers um, and not just parents, mothers specifically to a way higher standard of existence, like an, a, a, a standard of existence, which is, you know, we don't hold anyone to. Like, we don't even hold, like, fucking the Pope to this standard of perfection. You know, that way the Pope likes a picture of a girl's hoop on Instagram. We're like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> did he? Yes. How oh did you God. miss that? That was, like, the biggest story about a few, what was it, like, before Christmas? I think I remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw the actual picture there. It was, night, like, so an I only the visual. Girl. Uh, it was an OnlyFans girl. She was wearing this like, you know, like those like porn skirts that are like really short yeah. and her hole was hanging out and she was like at a locker and it was like, Pope Benedict, what the fuck is well, I, I, Why the fuck is he on Instagram? I Yeah, I know he has an Instagram account. Now I will say, I was like, I was kind of like, okay, I love the meme of this, but also is it not just someone managing his, inst- you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I can actually see him with his glasses being like, oh yes, I like that. <laughs> but anyway, so but then he came out and was like, sorry, it was an accident. Or I don't know, brilliant. But like, do you know what I mean? Like that happened and everyone memed it, thought it was gas. But mm. like, if, you know, a mom say with the following say you do or say like you might be on a night out say that okay perfect fucking example which we spoke about on last week's ex gals was we were talking about using our phone on like a night out and um or no sorry it was last week's it goes i can't remember um and we were talking about using our phone on a night out and we were talking about we went to a party and we got like so lit and for once we never take our phones out of parties and we were like woo, yeah. and you get so much like kickback but like so you might make like not even a mistake but like a lapse of judgment of being like whoa sucking someone's finger on instagram and yeah. then like 
everyone kicks off you know that way it's not just like and a, it's always ah, rela- ah, related back to yeah me being a it's mom always like projected back the kids onto are children. gonna go to school and the kids are gonna be they're more fight kids are having a hard time with nothing and they have to go but they just they project a lot of the time it's like and this goes beyond not just to you it's anyone like everyone projects their own insecurities a lot on mothers around children you know that way and their own kind of expectations of how they would wear their children and I'm the perfect woman you I didn't do that and your children must be mortified for you because you wear jackets and not um coats you know Mm. what I mean it's like this weird expectation so um we asked obviously you guys for some of your input onto what you think people you know what are challenges for modern mums um there was definitely a running theme in a lot of them uh, but we'll run through uh, a few of them here that I have. So here's for, uh, a first one that I was like, actually, it's like, damn, damn, she's she's truthful. Uh, so <laughs> this girl says, uh, working mom, work as if you have no kids at home. Mind kids like you don't work. Okay. Like the okay. expectation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you're expected under capitalism, you know, to be working as if you have no other responsibilities at home, especially not two fucking kids that A, you're probably either you know, giving to your mom and dad to mind or your significant other's mom and dad or you're paying really high childcare costs. So you have to work as if like, you're not in a rush to, um, to go home yeah. to your fucking kids. Yeah, you can't have the kids impact the workplace. Yeah, that's but, seen as frowned fr- yeah. upon. But the minute you're home, you can't let your work impact on your kids. No, I think they're saying... Um, so if you're choosing... I think she's saying if you're choosing to work... Yeah. Um, that you have to go to the workplace and not be like... You have to be totally dedicated to the work and not be like, oh shit, texting with the mm-hmm. kids. Oh God, sorry, I have to take this call. But then if you're at home with the kids as a, sing- as a stay-at-home mum, it's not really a job. True. And I also took it... Like, that's an interesting way you took it that way. I was taking it as in like the minute that she's home, you're then judged if you have to like do work while your kids are around. You have to be so present with your children. You know, that way yeah. it's like you have to mind your kids like you don't work. She's saying she's a working mom. Um, I think that was, I mean, such a fucking struggle for me from having kids because like I was in college when I got pregnant. So I didn't... I had to leave college, didn't obtain my degree and then was like... Okay, any job that I am able to get is basically going to pay me the same amount as childcare. Mm-hmm. So I'll be working for nothing. Mm-hmm. I'll be working to get my kid minded. Yeah. What? Like I was like, how the fuck will anyone, like, th- how would I manage that? You know, and like, my parents still had like, you know, my sister's at home doing college. And like, it was just, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom. And I was, you know, on um, single mum's allowance or whatever but it was, I just felt like the world has given me this and there's no other real options because yeah you're between a rock and a hard place yeah I was like there's just like unless I want to you know like I just didn't I just didn't have any options and I didn't see any options and like it's a real stressful place to be because most jobs even if you did go to college and build up a degree like most jobs like you start in a low wage and you have to build up oh, it and takes all that kind years. of stuff so I'm like like it took eh? me like easily like six years to start making like decent money when I worked in like Mm. the corporate world you know that way and like that was even that still wasn't even really enough up until right before we started it gals the job I was in right before that which I got redundancy from um I then even then I was only just on enough to move out of my parents house that was only when it was like financially viable for Mm. me to actually be able to rent somewhere and Mm. that would have been renting a room somewhere not taking out my own lease on a two to three bedroom apartment which if I had two children that would be the ideal situation you know what I mean and I was working really long hours so it's like how would you balance that yeah there's just it's just is so nonsensical and in terms of like social welfare and stuff it's so complicated it's so you instantly feel like uh 
a criminal going in like as if you're mm. trying to catch them out like so say like there are different schemes and stuff like that where you can work for a certain amount of hours and get certain rent help but it's so like it's difficult as well with kind of jobs because like you know say if they're like if welfare are saying that you can work so and so many hours mm-hmm. or earn so and so a week then that's literally if you go over that you're going to get cut off your welfare. So if you're working in a job and you want to be fluid and you want to be able to be like, you know, in every job, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh shit, we need someone for Wednesday. Lindsay, how about you? And you're like, oh, my social welfare thing. Could you pay me cash in hand because I I have to obtain those just few hours. So it's everything is just, it's just complicated. Barricades you in the stress. So I do understand. And then I was just like, oh, feck it. I'll just kind of, I'm chill with being a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm. and whatever. But either way, whether you're a stay-at-home mom you're comparing yourself to the moms who are doing it all seemingly who mm-hmm. are working and also raising the kids. If you're working from home, I think in lockdown, it's a real stress because there's moms who are like able to dedicate so much more time to the homeschooling and shit. And then it's like, if you're working in the corporate world, you're like, oh God, I'm so like, you feel like the worst man in the world sometimes because you're like. Yeah, and there's also judgment within the workplace of people coming back from maternity leave. You know, the mm-hmm. way there's, there's a lot of judgment of some women don't take that long which some mm-hmm. people are bullying to come back to the workplace and that can be really looked down upon and then there can also be this like thing of like some women take like extended um maternity leave mm. so like you get a certain amount of time paid by the state and sometimes paid uh, by your company as well but then if you take extended uh, maternity leave as far as i know either your government stipend gets like cut or minimized you, you go down a little bit so basically then people can be a bit judgy as like you know there's no way she's coming back and they're like oh, i'd be so bored you know like they yeah. can be like internal judgment then of like you not wanting to come back to work or you know that someone way? who has like taken the person's place in work you know, if they've like been got a pay rise because they're filling in for the person who's off on maternity leave, they're like, oh, I hope she doesn't come back. I'm loving it. You know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, are you going to take the job that you've left or is it mine? It's like a job for grabs. So it's kind of. Well, they can't. No, but I mean, no, that, but I mean, but yeah. like if she's not coming back. So yeah, there's that kind yeah, of like yeah. negativity around like, oh, I hope she doesn't come back. I'm yeah, loving this. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a weird one. It, and, and like what I had to, or what I think mom's con constantly have to learn is that you're never going to be fucking not comparing yourself or not or feeling fulfilled in the kind of role that you're like I mean to a certain extent like there's always going to be there's no way to be a perfect mum and work or not work and work a bit and not work yeah. a bit. You know, like it's just trying your best kind of thing. Absolutely. 100% agree. Uh, so the next one is um, the expectation to be the standard Irish mammy. I know this is one that you've struggled with a lot, Linz. Um, yeah. Because I think that like in Ireland specifically, and I'd say it is like, you know, a hangover of being like quite a religious country. But I'd say a lot of countries that have maybe more like are a bit more socially conservative have this uh, to a degree that you have this like archetype of a human being of what a mother is. And, you know, society accepts you very well if you fit very neatly into that kind of bubble of like the standard mum. But they judge you very much if you step like slightly outside of that. And I think like it has modernised in a way because, but I think it's almost become more toxic because I think there's like the Irish mammy and that's like what we think of as like maybe our mums or whatever. But then nowadays I think with like the online kind of thing, there's Mm. also this other type of standard mum, which is like glamorous every day. 
still wearing, ex- you know, I'm wearing Fourth Arc Rosie Connolly's new yeah. loungewear. It's perfectly pressed out of the cabinet. My nappies are all folded to this weird, like, uh, that's another so standard. True. So it's like, you can either be one or the other. You can either be the glam fucking Insta vibe, like, with the, you know, brand new fresh Yeezys on and yeah, like the designer know, boogie yeah. the designer baby yeah. the designer but you're husband. still kind of kill yeah, yeah or yeah. you're like a, you're still having a glass of vino in uh, the evening hon I'm locked yeah <laughs> you know that way like oh better pump the breast I got a bit locked last night with your yeah. man I've given a big fucking blowjob I know and you then know? it's like oh stop I'm back in the office tomorrow for earning fucking 50k a day yeah so, and Jesus. Then, so like that's the new kind of that's a weird thing because like, we're already like the dumpy mammy or we're like, that's another expectation where it's like, it seems like we're kind of modernizing our view of mothers, but is it not just the same, like, It's uh, elevated shackles? to fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's elevated to fuck. Like, I mean, I do think at the dying kind of age of the, like, the Irish meme, you know, like, yeah. that's now, I think, like, it was kind of like, again, from the hangover of the church, I think that very much existed back then, where it was like, Modesty. women kind of like, yeah, you became modest, you're a mother now, you desexualize mm-hmm. yourself, and, you know, oh, would you go away at that? No, I mean, you know, that kind of thing, the Irish ma kind of idea. But now it is so, the, I think because we were sold the idea that you don't have to be that, you can have it all, you can work, you can fucking drink, you can be a single, mm-hmm. well, you can do whatever. And it's like, then that kind of, we created this idea of like having it all and wanting to yeah. present ourselves of having it all together, our hair done, the kid groomed, the house spotless, you know, the car great, everything's together, working, functioning and that's the other option. And it's like, if you are a good mom, you have it all fucking together. Yeah, and like, it's it's kind of like 1950s America, you know, that way of that like, perfect stay-at-home mother who's just like, yeah. all of her kids are perfect and she looks gorgeous and she's completely manicured and her house is beautiful. But now we have this extra element, which on that new kind of standard of mother, like this modern perfect mom, um, has this like, you know, wonderfully supportive supportive partner who's also taking paternity leave and you know he minds the kids just, so whereas in the 50s it was like you know the mother does it all and it's perfect and the dad's out making his money and she doesn't mm. even care but now it's like the the man is also you know oh no he's taking he, little squirts he, to football yeah, on the weekend he plays barbies with her what can i say it's incredible yeah you know I mean, that way yeah. and that can be an extra thing because of course everyone parents in different ways and not every you know not every man is going to be this like hands-on incredible father who's like you know well you never know what you're gonna get a lot of the time and I mean I would you know in hindsight look back at like me and being like okay I definitely should have like tried to pre-plan certain things that I would want would have wanted for my kids in Mm -hmm. terms of fathering and stuff like that but you know you kind of just get pregnant then you're having a kid and they're like oh shit (laughs) you know but I think that's the thing like there's the different expectations of like you can't tell really you can try and you can like try and implement certain things but like I don't understand and I have not known how to make someone be a dad I haven't fucking succeeded in that and but like even then like you know even if it's not that the dad is like lackluster or being the dad that I want to be exactly like some dads might not be like you know they're not bad dads but like say that maybe their support comes in like financial responsibility or maybe their support just comes in like but like they might and that can be an extra like I could imagine that being an extra pressure of like especially online with when people love to like kind of you know showcase the whole like family blogger thing is a new thing and like daddy's girl yeah and like you know it's like I'm at home working away he's taking the kids off for four days oh, I don't know what he loves rock climbing with them and that can feel like an extra pressure of you where you're like you know you're comparing something that's like pointless to compare because well, even though you're a fellow yeah. I mean it's like it you know it's like you, love language when we 
compare say like boyfriends and stuff mm. like that like when that is elevated to like having children and having homes and working you know like and it is it is something that you have to deal with but again it is something like like with all relationships it's what you can it's what you're willing to accept you know because mm-hmm. I do see some people really struggling with the lack of effort put in by their partners or their husbands or boy whatever the fuck you want to call them and you can tell that they're dissatisfied with what they're providing whether it's like you know, they're a bit grumpy around the kid or they don't really play with the child much. Yeah. They're not interested in going out and providing, you know. So it's kind of like that it brings a lot of complexities yeah. into, you know, in some ways maybe it's easier to handle that within a relationship because it's, from my experience, it's it's harder out of one because you don't yeah. have that kind of like, you know, you're not together, so you can't tell just yeah. how to parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like separate parents co-parenting. Yeah. Um. Another one here. Uh, people's shock at you wanting to be a stay-at-home mother. Uh, they say things like, "You need your freedom. You'll be getting bored very soon." Blah blah blah. So I think that there is like a judgment now on some women who actually want to be like that is what they want. You know, to be a stay-at-home mom. I think a lot of people put like there's a, a huge amount of like pressure on women to have that whole have it all thing and I think that there it, it can be seen as really negatively and I've seen it in um corporate environments where like mm. there is a an air of judgment around it especially if the woman was at some point you know seen to be very successful in their career they they see it as like a waste and that like you're not dedicating yourself to your your what you should be which is your career and like mm. why can't you like balance it basically you know I know, and I like I said earlier, like there's judgment in every area of being a mum. Mm-hmm. There's not one place that you're not going to be judged in at mm-hmm. all. You know, like we all do it as mums, we do it as friends, we do it as partners, we do it as just, you know, our mums would probably be like, oh, that's mad that she's practically, you know, like it's a constant thing. So there's no place, there's no space to be a mum that you're not going to get judged in. There's yeah. no space at all. Other than maybe the one, even the one, even like we're saying the kind of like perfect moms with the house together, like they even get judged being like, how the fuck does she do that? Is she a robot? What the hell? Does she ever loosen up? You know, like we get those kind of judgments put on those moms. So I think, I do think it is a kind of, I think since, you know, jobs and social media have very much opened up for women and we see a lot of like stay at home moms like myself you know, starting eight gals and stuff like that. Or like you see a lot of girls like getting out the sewing machine and making little bows and being like, I now have a bow Instagram, buy my bows. And it's like, I feel like, to, I think people are looking for fulfillment. Yeah. Mums are looking for fulfillment. And if you're fulfilled being at home and like, I mean, it is 100% a full-time job looking after kids and and especially those homes that we're talking about, those yeah. beautiful homes, like, they are a full-time job to kind of maintain and all that kind of stuff. And if you have a certain, a few kids and they're all going off to their flipping shite every week, you know, it's a full-time job, but it's just about your fulfillment and you'll get judged either way, but who gives a fuck if you're fulfilled? Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Totally. I guess like, it's just like, these are like, people are just saying that that is yeah. a challenge that she got, you know, mm-hmm. wanting to be like having that as what she it wanted. It's definitely know? less common yeah. now, to kind of hear someone want that, I guess. Well, a lot of it the time it's like people being like, oh, I just, you know, like say yeah. in your instance where you're like, oh, I was like in this place where all of a sudden I, I couldn't work. It wasn't helping me. But this woman is like, she wanted to be it and she still got judged. I, this girl had something else kind of to say on what you were talking about there. She said, society is built to work against mothers when babies biologically need them 24 seven. You know, it's like we mm. get a really, really short amount of in Ireland um, maternity leave and your company doesn't even have to pay you maternity leave. 
Like you get a state maternity leave, which is really low mm. and it gets cut at a certain point. I'm not really too sure when. Um, but like, I'm, I think a lot of companies, I only found that out like when I was probably in my late twenties, I was like, hold on, what? Like you don't, you don't get paid by your company as well. Only some companies will give you paid maternity leave. And even then, like it's obviously it, the longer you take. So the longer that you want to be with your child when it's still like a fucking newborn, the less money you mm. uh, are going to be making. It gets cut and cut and cut and cut to the point where you're like, you almost have to make this decision of like, do I go back? Do I not go back? Do I stay at home with my child and just remain unpaid? Or do I go back to my job? And, you know, it, it's a huge amount of pressure on women, you know, to actually have to make that decision. And um, that's something that like, I think in, you know, hopefully more companies go towards getting like paternity leave so that men can take time off as well. Um, I think that's that's something that like is needed in order for like women to uh, be able to feel supported, feel supported and have like, because, you know, a huge reason why like there is like a, a, an income discrepancy between men and women is because of maternity leave, because men on average, like usually will work more than women because women maybe get like between 30 and 35 they might have a few kids that's a few years out of the workplace they're not really progressing quite mm. much because women actually make I think it's more money up until a certain age than men like 28 or so women progress really far in their career but mm. then with children when that kind of comes in uh I mean we're, you're left in, I mean you have to have the child and t- care for the child when you're the mother you know that way for the first few months so it is weird the way society is kind of like the structure of how we work now isn't built to really help mothers or children. And even in the past, like, I mean, I remember wanting to go back to college and stuff like that, or going to certain workplaces and just being like, how is there no, like, attachment schemes with, like, colleges and crashes or workplaces and crashes? Or, yeah. Like, I remember when I had Rilo, they were like, things have changed dramatically in terms of, like, crashes and childminding. Like, it's gotten more expensive because of there has to be, like, only a certain amount of kids with, like, uh, or get there's to be a certain amount of kids to one crash worker kind okay. of thing. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. when we were flipping being raised, like <laughs> remember that like Super Queen in Sutton, you'd have that little hut thing that you could go with. Oh yeah. Your mom would go shopping and she'd throw <laughs> you in with forty other kids. Like you, the names weren't given, that kind of shit. Like when I had Rilo um, and I was living in Marino, I'd walk into town and there was this like kind of play gym area that I could pay a tenner an hour and just throw them in there, go shop and bop around. What was that feckin' video? I think Evan sent it in our group chat a while ago where there was a pub with yeah. a crash in it. They're like, and they're like being into it. They're like, oh, I think it's brilliant. I can just put the kids in there for a few hours now and have a few pints. Lovely. I'm like, to be honest, genius. To be honest, genius. Now, if that you end was, up getting langered. But if that was attached to say like... I don't know, even even like fucking cafes or like even McDonald's mm-hmm. you used to be able to have that. You'd have those little play things. And yeah. It's just like something to give yourself five minutes. But if that was like implemented in more like workplaces, I never understood that. Why can't, like you're going to work where you're supposed to go to work as a mum. But like if you could just have, it would be so much easier, like or even for your brain. I remember going to work in town and just being like, if I got a call that one of them flipping fell or was sick and you know, that feeling of being so far away from them, if that was just like alleviated where like there was like a crash for mums, like offices are huge. Mm-hmm. Do you not think they could fuck in a crash in the corner? I know, I guess it's just the cost is just so high. And as you said, like they need a certain amount of, you know, because it would be one thing having like one person to mind like a load of kids, but like say like, for example, like Facebook has like 900 people in it. Mm. Imagine they all had two kids, that's 1800 kids. 
and then imagine how many childcare workers they need and then that is so expensive but it is weird that the way that there doesn't really seem to be I mean I'm not too sure I'm not really like fluent on it like how much there is subsidies or whatever yeah, like yeah. I don't really know if again you, it's just harder to some companies probably do but yeah. it's, it's a weird thing that it's not standardized you know that way and there it's isn't hard a to stand- obtain the information on it as well like I remember yeah. when I was looking to get back into work and being like okay like it's hard to obtain the information and hard to get the grant for those kind of yeah. things you know? I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com when people say you're a mother now as if you have to stop being an individual that's a huge thing that a lot of people wrote in Mm. they said that a lot of their their individuality is you know because I mean it is a weird thing because it's like you're it's another thing with men like men are never seen as just fathers you know it's always like it's never um I, I saw this fucking uh TikTok the other week right and um it was like it was like tell me about the time where you realize it's uh, such a low bar for men and a high bar for women, and this woman was like, so I was in labor with um, my first child, and I was having a really really hard labor. The baby was breached. We tried to have a C section, then they couldn't. I don't know there was something weird going on. She was like, I was in labor for something like active labor for fucking hours, like thirty hours, something really, really crazy, super traumatic, you know, um, forceps and all this kind of shit. And she said, I just had the baby, I'd split everywhere, um, and I was getting sewn up by the doctor and the nurses, and they had taken the baby away or whatever. And she said, and at this point also I was so weak, um, that like she said I was starting to lactate and one of the nurses was like trying to like pump her breast, like and all this kind of weird shit. She was like, I, I was sat there and I felt like this weird, like experimental thing with people just poking at me mm. and sewing me and pumping me. And um she said then then two seconds later, uh, the nurse came in and she goes, and the nurse didn't even ask me how I was or congratulating me for getting my baby. All they said was, Your your husband's out there and he just changed the baby's nappy. Oh God, he's such a good father. She was like, oh, like, so the one thing you fucking tell me is that my husband put a nappy on our fucking baby and I'm here split head to toe getting like sewn up. And like, that is a weird thing that like you're, you know, men are so often congratulated. Well, even like men are alleviated from the fucking get go, which I was like dumbfounded both times Mm -hmm. when I had my kids. Um, You have your baby and like depend like whatever the labor like the labor whether mine thankfully were like really 
easy labors and stuff like that. But either way, I was still exhausted. Yeah. Labor being the it's word, labor, like you yeah. are knackered. So both times had the baby and like the dad's around, you're putting on the little outfit, it's all cute. You're getting the pics, you're sending them to your ma. And you go up to the ward where you're sleeping for the night and the baby's in this little like see-through plastic thing beside you. And then they're like, right, okay, we're going to let your partner go home, get some rest. So they... <laughs> The dads go home. They're not able, and they're not able to stay. They're not allowed to stay. That's mad. So the dad goes home. Oh, no matter what the time. I think during the day, maybe they're allowed visitors, but both of mine were like um, nighttime at night. So, and like I mean, it's it's not like they're fucking doing anything. Like they just want to sit at the end of the bed holding the baby, helping you so yeah. you can rest or let you sleep so they can fucking hold the baby yeah. and whatever. And like I was like, what? I have to have the sole responsibility. For, of this baby for the first night yeah. when I've just given birth and I'm like what the fuck and that goes back on your individuality you know the way where it's like the mother is always seen as mother and child mm. but the father is just seen as like a man who happens to also be a cool dad like say if a guy decided if a dad decided to buy a motorbike yeah they're not gonna be like what a fast babe it's no. like it's he's allowed a hobby yeah like those kind of things it's just like it's always it's always put back on the mum to be a mum I don't know why I, I I don't know it's but it's really really aggravating yeah um Shannon here says the ridiculous standard social media has set for moms which we kind of touched on mm. earlier which I think like definitely this whole like new Mrs Hinch vibe of like cleaning yeah. porn and like snapping back and like even yeah healthy kids there's a lot like, of uh yeah so someone here is saying like a lot of people that talked about snapping back so gaining as little weight during pregnancy that's so toxic or like ugh, like trying not to a that's lot of bizarre. people said like having a small bump is a thing I did not know that and also like, gaining a little weight and then the whole snapping back mentality um, I never knew about the gaining as little weight that I definitely know. when I was having my kids that must be a new thing it must be Instagram so this girl I mean like I, I guess it's just the one time where like it shouldn't be but like you are subjected to so much body talk yeah so this uh, point here said uh, snapping back the other obsession of women's bodies after they've given birth uh, from social from the media reporting on the bodies after to celebrities like Kylie Jenner undergoing major surgeries to maintain this idea of snapping back after birth embrace the changes and another person said being expected to snap back to how you were before you know it's like mm. this like the pressure and this like uh, I think that girl nailed it like the utter obsession with mm. the, a woman's body like the utter obsession during pregnancy yeah. as well like because we you know we can even tell when Courtney oh, yeah. my neighbour was pregnant we're like oh you're tiny you haven't seen yeah. the baby oh where's the bump oh you've popped now oh you're big now like yeah. it's just constant 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 yeah Exactly. And like, for you know, there can be a healthy level of like, you know, of that kind of thing. Of interest you know, and stuff. Of interest and like, you know, say uh, Evan our, uh, and I, our friend Rachel is pregnant at the moment. And it's just so like, you know, every time you see her, she's bigger. You know, if you're not seeing them that yeah. often. And, you know, she's telling us about like the baby kicking and all that kind of stuff. And there is a healthy way, a really nice way. But I think it's always to like let the woman lead that conversation, the pregnant person, you know, that way. Like instead of be it being like... And so how big are you now? And is everyone noticing? And and is it sore? I'm and has your be- show me your belly button. Has that popped out yet? It's just like... I know. You f- must feel like a fucking I never, object. I never mentioned any of it because I remember Luna's crash teacher was pregnant. Very visibly pregnant. Oh, I never ever And I was like, so. hi, yeah. how are you? 
And every day, and every like, she'd be getting bigger and bigger. But then she was gone, obviously on a maternity leave. I said nothing. That I just couldn't. Me. I know. Just in case. Just in she case. had a gluten tolerance. Yes. I remember once my um, I had a hairdresser and she was doing my hair again, quite visibly, very pregnant. Yeah. And like she was talking about her kids, and I was just like, I am not going to make so any of you. Yeah, I was just I like, can't. I was like, you've got two children. Fantastic. Yeah. You may they must be very happy children. And her bump at the time, I you know when you're looking in the mirror, her yeah. bump was eye level to me. And Brushing I was like, against you while she's doing It was hair. like, dunk. I know, I'm like, you could be celiac or you could be bloated. I, I don't know and I'm not going to comment. I know. And she was like, you know, taking some time off soon. I'm like, I don't know why. How are you? Maybe mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to comment. Maybe you're very upset about your celiac disease. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like... Is it a tumor? <laughs> I, do, yeah, I know. I'm just like, I would never, ever comment. I mean, like, thank yeah. God for those. Um, there are older women, you know, yeah. older women who like, you know, are like not able to be pregnant and that they look pregnant. I so know. I'm like, okay, I'm not And then, do you know those new badges that they have for like public transport? There's like, pregnant women? You can have, yeah, you can have, wear a little badge now that's like a little yellow one that says like, I'm expecting or something. Because it, it does take the way that thing, because sometimes I'll be on the bus back in the day. And then there's some pregnancy on, there's no seats. And I'm like, okay, but is she pregnant? Because I also yeah, don't want to yeah. just offer my chair to a 30-something-year-old woman who might be a bit bloated. That's, yeah. I would fucking die. Oh God, oh but now God. at least I have those fucking things. Because also, I guess- Why like, did they bring them in? Um, I noticed them first a few, about, probably about three or four years ago, mainly on the Lewis. And oh. I think it's because the Lewis gets so rammed. Yeah, and that yeah. women, sometimes like women will be standing. And, and you can fall on the into stuff, them. Yeah. And I'm like, my mom was like, I think it's terrible with those badges. And I'm like, to be honest, I'll be wearing the badge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Expecting. Sitting down. Thank you a very bebe. much. A bebe. But um, yeah, the snapping back thing is just wild. I, it's like, just so tiresome. It's so tiresome. It's so... Um, and like, I also feel sorry for the women who are p- posting about it because they've been brainwashed to an extent too. They've, they have this, you know... All these influencers who are like, four days postpartum, you know, holding their baby, their fucking flat stomach. It's like, at the end of the day, they're a victim of the brainwashing too because they feel the need to like prove to everyone that like their body has become they're exactly how they were before and it's this idea of like I guess it must be a thing about the individuality you know because I do yeah, I have heard yeah. from a lot of women of like um, you know if we go beyond the kind of like veneer, veneer. of it mm. like I do hear from a lot of women who have babies and you know y- you do in a way give up your body for nine months during pregnancy and a lot of women have this kind of existential feeling of like my body's not mine anymore and then I can imagine after you have the baby your body has changed so much you might you know you're breastfeeding your boobs are really big you're probably just like who is she? So there, I can understand that. And you see this long road ahead because oh. like you're not able to go to, not that like I go to the gym, but like you're not able to go to the gym yeah, yeah, for yeah. months. And like you Your also, and also you're at home. Mm. You're at home. You're I remember like I was breastfeeding Luna and she breastfed so much. I literally was sat like a sack of spuds for about a year. I was like, let alone the flipping baby weight yeah. or whatever. Like I'm sat here. I'm not even moving my legs like five steps because I'm sat there so much and I think as well with the it's gas though I remember talking to a friend of mine who had a baby and we kind of did the same thing postpartum Mm -hmm. so it was with Rilo so obviously you go from like a bump and regardless of like how quick you snap back when you push that damn baby out you've lost the most weight ever in that quickest time the biggest shit you've ever taken (laughs) so it's like you automatically feel so much lighter and I remember being like oh Wow, I'm good because it was just the visual difference of yeah. the big bump to then like my this loose whatever the fuck was going on, and I remember like taking photos for 
Facebook and like being flabby, you know, like not having a flat stomach at all and being like two weeks postpartum. And I looked back like months after, I was like, what the fuck? I'm huge. You know, the but way at least you did my yeah. brain. But then my friend said the same. She mm. was like, as soon as she had her kid, she was a single mum. When she had the kid, she like threw on the body gone. <laughs> I was like, woo! And like looking back at pictures, she's like, what? <laughs> Me and my like pregnant, like just had a baby, a body calm. But it's still, that's so much nicer that that, is, that, yeah. that was your experience and not like so much that was pressure. Back then. Yeah. Like I, now it's like. Because of social media wasn't as big back then, I totally. was so like, well, I just kind of have myself to go by. And you're feeling. You know, the way yeah, how you exactly. felt. And like, I think so, like, people always think of like labor as the job with pregnancy and child rearing and child you know they think like you know labor or labor and and the pregnancy is like the biggest thing but it's like mm. you they people often so often forget that like allowing your body to heal and rest after it you know that way it's like you know even with working out you have to let your body repair you can't just like work out eight times a week really hard and expect to yeah. you know fix yourself and it's, it's also time yeah like, i mean and that's what's really fucking irked me about like all those influencers with the like having to put in the and they'd always do it in a kind of like sly little dig mm. way like where they'd be like oh it would wreck my head so much like Ilaria baldwin example you know she's fucking always at it so she'll pop out the baby and then she'll be like two weeks since we've had our little moonbeam and it's like you're in a bikini, the kid is like, you know the way, yeah, so you're just, you're, yeah. you're being like, oh, oh, so I'm just celebrating the Taunting. fact that it's two weeks. Yeah. But you're not, but you're clearly in a bikini it's and you're trying to show that I've had, yeah, it is. It's so passive it's aggressive, like, 100%. It's so. And Loni Jane, I will Ugh. never forgive you for that. Following her during pregnancy with Luna was hell. And she put up, because I was like six months pregnant when she had And that was the whole kid. reason you went like vegan during yeah, pregnancy. and was like getting spanks and wanting, you know, she put up a thing four days pregnant and she had like visible abs. And it's just like, why? Mm. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Like for who? For just, for do who? you just want so many women to be like, yeah, do you have really no other, shit? like after going through what you've gone through, pregnancy, childbirth, mm. and now being a new mom, and definitely, because I don't, I've never met a new mom who didn't struggle in some fucking way with like all of a sudden your life being like, yeah, upheaved. Why is your first inclination to go to, like, how do you not have empathy for the women who are following you? Like, or are you that narcissistic that you think like, I'm going to put this up and everybody's going to be like so inspired by my abs. It's like, And go fuck. vegan, I'm saving yeah. a fucking lamb. Simply fuck off. I know, it's Honestly. like, and it is, and it goes, it wraps up in everything with parenthood. And um, we had a few kind of in the question box as well about it being like, you know, it's all amazing. It's mm. all, I'm so happy. It's so fulfilling. I'm so in love. I've never felt a love like this before. Oh my God, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change anything. You know, that kind of thing. That also is kind of damaging on social media. Like it is fucking hard. It's great. Yeah. It's all those good things too, but it's hard. And so to show, like, and it's, it, I think that's the whole kind of like keeping up with the Joneses and the yeah. veneer of this like perfect mom as well, which goes by the like, you know, not wanting to kind of hate it a little bit sometimes. Yeah. You know, like any job you yeah. flipping her like, like your boyfriend. Yeah. You can be madly in love and be like, I actually want to deck you sometimes. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that that means it forever. Yeah. You you're know? just like, you're irritating me to the high heavens yeah. today. I'm pretty sure like Louis CK or Larry David has like a bit on that in their comedy where they're like, sometimes you just want to punch your kids. <laughs> like I mean, they, it, it is a thing where you're just like, Dear God, why did I do it? Why did I do I it? I know. Why? Of course you're like, sometimes something will waft in your brain and you're going to be like, Imagine if I just didn't. I could. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, 
zoom over there. Yeah, that, do it's that, called an intrusive thought, you know, yeah. and like they're normal to have as well. And, and it's the same in relationships. Like if you get in a relationship and you get this like job opportunity in Dubai, yeah, you're, you're like, like oh, for fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, well, I just break up with him. Uh, this is one I'd love to know your opinion on, Linz. Uh So this girl says, I was a mum at 17. Other people, uh, I found uh, I suffered a lot with other people's unwanted advice. I'm 23 now and some people still see me as 17. It's hard to juggle social expectations and mom expectations um, and I'm left feeling super isolated during lockdown as a single mom. People forget about us. So especially I could understand that like becoming a mom so young at 17 and people's idea of you just freezes at 17. They're like, well, you're still a child. You're a very young mother. And they're like, yeah. she's like, okay, but at the same time, like she's had a kid for six years. I'd imagine her growth... Ha- it, 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 you know, it goes so much uh, exponentially faster. You know, she probably grew more in those six years than I did from the ages of 17 to it's 23. Like you grow, but also you're pulled back in a way yeah. because like you're not able to keep up with the normal age that mm-hmm. you like the normal sequence of age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I was t- like, I, I was, I felt like I was playing grow a grown up when I had Rilo at 21 because I had the house, I had a husband, I had a kid, you know, I was being an adult, but I still, I didn't have those like necessary what I would see like it's quite necessary growth periods of like just being in college and yeah. going here and maybe trying right, a passage for a kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Now, not to say that it like but I do think yeah, I do think it kind of like I Pete, my mom and dad would still 100% see me and treat me as 21 some of my friends would, my family, you know, my sister sometimes I think because it's such a shock for pregnancy and it changes your life and you're trying to keep up and like if you are a 17 year old or 21 or whatever age you're having your kids if it's kind of earlier than the norm you're compared to other mothers you're not compared to a 17 year old so they don't really know where to place you so they can like commend you for how well you're doing as a young mom and like for like getting the driving test or for having a job or for the, but then in comparison to like say another mom who maybe waited till she was like super able to afford a kid and had all her life's worth all everything sorted and she has you know she's so then you're there's nowhere really to place you so I think that's where they kind of stunt you mm-hmm. and it's frustrating because you know it does kind of align just to the whole idea of being the like perfect mom and being ready and that's kind of now yeah. what's desirable as a mom yeah it's like you know that you wait you do this you do that and then you become a mom and everything's sorted totally so. and I think it's even it's weird something that's weird that's probably different so different to our parents generation and I guess it's the introduction of contraception partially but like I never see people like admitting that they had an unplanned pregnancy anymore you know when we were mm. younger they'd be like oh Jesus I found myself pregnant now it's like you know there's people who like you're like, I don't even know if you were like planning a kid, but they'd never be, they'd act as if it was like this big, like, actually, yes, we've been talking about it for months. You know what I mean? I never mm. hear like that normalized conversation of like someone just fucking getting pregnant and being like, unless you're a kid, you know, like yeah, 21, yeah. 20, then it's like, oh, you know, it was a mistake. Mm. And that just furthers the, the taboo, you know, that way mm. of like, nobody really is like open with that kind of conversation anymore of being like, you know, because I've heard loads of my mom's friends and all my nana was even saying, she's like, oh, don't I find myself pregnant again? Oopsie. You know, yeah. that way. And it was so much more innocent and natural. Um, And then to end off, we have uh, two kind of things. So this submission says, uh, breastfeeding straight after a C-section whilst puking and off my face on morphine. 
uh, everyone was still asking me about breastfeeding. I had a C-section as soon as they wheeled me up to my room. The midwives were pressuring me into breastfeeding. I was puking lots and drugged up. The public health nurse came around and literally milked me aggressively too. I pumped for seven weeks because my baby didn't like my nipples. Loads of people I talk to and meet in passing still ask me if I'm breastfeeding and the look of dissatisfaction when I say not anymore. My baby is 13 weeks. I never knew people got so invested into women's tits after they gave birth but ever since I stopped trying to breastfeed slash pump a big weight has been lifted I never even thought about what other women did to feed their babies but used to go uh, get down when I'd see wholesome breastfeeding mothers with their perfect lactating breasts on Instagram now I don't give a shite my baby's getting fed and you shouldn't give a shite no and you you just really shouldn't give a shite and you should stick it to those bitches who are trying to you know <sighs> like suggest that you're that you failed or that anything like that like I mean I got totally invested in the whole breastfeeding thing again it was very much attached to the veganism thing that yeah. I was kind of uh brainwashed by when I was pregnant with Luna especially because like you know we've spoken before about content when you're pregnant like it's I didn't know anyone pregnant at the time so it's really kind of like you're like finding your own little online group for interests of like oh I want to be this kind of mom oh veganism oh that's a fun little hobby while I'm sat in my fat arse not able to drink yeah. or do anything fun you know the way so that was my kind of thing I was like oh I'll just you know eat all this vegan food it's kind of a fun hobby then it got into breastfeeding and I did breastfeed both the kids for ages and Rilo was 18 months and Luna was like two and a half to three years like Luna was like fucking obsessed with Luna was like tit crazy and that was never <laughs> pumping yeah so it was nipple all the time for three like it was and then like for Rilo it was just easier I was think I was just younger I, my social life wasn't as like big as it was with Luna that I was like I remember like in Pygmalion squeeze my tit into a fucking glass in the toilet because <laughs> I was out partying and the fucking tits like you know were rock hard full of flipping milk and I was like trying to party and like lactating myself but the pressure and like I mean I read so much shit that I then like fully fully believed about breastfeeding like it's you know for their eyesight for this for their health for this for this for this for this um it you know say it really develops their palate I remember reading that was a, main, mm. a really big thing it was like it really develops their palate so if you want your kids to eat healthy in the future you know eat what you want them to eat so when I was breastfeeding I was like eating really really healthy food and um Luna eats coca noodles <laughs> white bread chicken which I never ate when I was pregnant and biscotti yeah and biscotti <laughs> and if there's a touch of oregano in that spaghetti she's like get that vegetable away <laughs> so like I, you know, and I mean, it is great and it is beneficial, but also fucking like, I, I was raised on, um, I didn't take to the breast when I was a baby. Yeah, really? Yeah. Interesting. I think I had three weeks and that then. explains it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm so fucked up, so blessed for you, you kids, you cunts. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, it's. Yeah, the pressure on just, that. And that's no a new defining. thing. And it's all like, yeah, it is a new thing. Because like, you know, back in our mum's days, it was like the pressure to actually use formula and like breastfeeding was seen as like weird and bad and like people, I don't know, very Well, I think it was more well. like um, formula came in and then it kind of was seen as like the ease. Like remember in the 80s when like fast food came in and microwave food was seen as the cool oh, thing. Oh yeah, microwave chips and all. Yeah. So, but uh, um, yeah, now the new thing is like, and it probably does as this, uh, as that listener kind of said, you know, all these pictures people post of like, you know, having feeding time and all this kind of stuff, which yeah. is great. And I understand why you'd enjoy that, but also like it does put out this like 
you know, kind of hierarchy of new mum. Like I'm breastfeeding and I'm doing this and I'm blah blah blah. Or they attach it to the mo- the bond of the child and the mother or the yeah, mental which is health toxic. and me- mental clarity of the mother. And like for sure, I enjoyed it and I'm glad I did it. But in the later ta- later time of me doing it with Luna, I felt so like lonely and yeah. so like I couldn't. I just felt so shackled to her like yeah. I, I couldn't go out like I couldn't leave her with Jimmy remember that one time I went met to meet you for cocktails it was my first oh time my being God, out it yeah. was like she was like eight months went out for a couple of cocktails and he's like oh she's crying she's crying because like you're seen as like you literally had just got your first cocktail yeah and you had to go home and it was like oh she's crying she's crying like everyone else feels like so like I can't do it I don't have the ability and it's yeah. just like fuck off and deal with it and I don't want to be the only person that's such a huge pressure as a mum to be like, I'm the only person who can feed and soothe the child. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. I didn't ask that. And I, I don't know. I think if I was to have another baby, I'd six months maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And if not, if I didn't want to do it six months, I would I would very much be more aligned to my mental health and the breastfeeding yeah. instead of just believing what I was reading about it being really good for your mental health. Yeah. By people who are also push putting out fucking ab pictures. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? It's like, yeah. who am I putting my trust in here? Myself yeah. and my own body and how I feel and, and my freedom. Because that is something that like, you know, as you said, like when I remember when you were like breastfeeding Luna and even towards the later years, like, you know, it does limit your freedom. And that's something that you're told not to prioritize sometimes as a as a new mm. mom or a young mom and it's you know that uh that you should be able to like go out and meet your friends like there's already i'm sure a guilt that's in you then being like oh my baby i haven't left my baby you know you mm. always hear those women like it's my first night out i feel so weird yeah so you know what you don't need that extra pressure on you you know that mm. way to also have this guilt around like not being a, like feeling not good enough this feeling of like I well I breastfed my baby for two years well I did mm. it for one year and then but the, you know it, it's just a competitive element that needs to be like eradicated and it is something that women put on other women you it know is, that way 100%. and like, the attachment thing and as well men are probably fucking as well oh go on and breastfeed there because they don't have to do anything then yeah you know the way yeah like, it, it does actually um it separates it separates the, the responsibility the roles for sure for the first like three years, like Luna was my responsibility. And if I could go back again, I'd be like, no, I'm not taking on that whole yeah. responsibility. Especially I've carried her for nine months. I'm yeah. not going to be flipping. No, I would probably actually, if I was to do it again, I would maybe pump. Or, um, I wouldn't pump because I think it makes your tits kind of sag. I think the reason why my, mine are kind of, I know I remember I pumped once and the fucking thing is so long and I really? found it so sore. But so that's why I didn't do it. But I would um half and half. Oh, a bit of formula, a bit of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. for night feed. Yeah, and sometimes the baby, like, because the, like, there's a fear, like, breast. there was this whole thing around breastfeeding mums, and it's like, oh, don't, don't even give them the before formula, because they get they get to the taste of the formula, and then they don't want the breast milk. Yeah. If my baby chooses formula, then grand. I think I was half and half. I think I'm pretty sure my mom was pretty half and half. Yeah. Milk. Especially for... Because you have to... Like, that's a priority. You have to be like, you know, okay, fair enough. On In an ideal world, my house would be spotless head to toe. Um, You know, I'd be making fucking 250 grand a year. So would my fella And yeah. I'd be breastfeeding Around the clock But no Guess what's also You know A reality You need to sleep You need to prioritise A bit of freedom You need to have A bit of your own time When it comes back To that individuality And so be it If your kid is going to have One bottle of formula Maybe every second night Yeah It'll be fine oh, And then if the baby does Be like I prefer that cow and gate Give them the fucking yeah. cow and gate What a, like, It's like know, intuitive You know You have to just go with, Like I mean we can't beat ourselves up over yeah. everything because then, then it gets getting, obsessive. It's it anxiety. gets obsessive, and you're not able, and you're buying the 
only the water wipes because this has the chemical and this and that, but it's 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 never ending. So you just yeah. have to try and kind of balance between what you believe in and what you want to do and mm-hmm. what you're satisfied with, but also like what you can live with and what you're actually going to be able to enjoy the whole process of parenting like you know absolutely so we're gonna leave it off here we've got as Lindsay said we invited two very special guests on the podcast because you know I think now that your kids are older Linz it's so interesting to see like their perspective on their life and on our podcast and on a lot of the things that people presume are like crazy for the kids like yeah. having a mom who wears shorts whoa what but like hell? you know now you're going to hear it from the horse's mouth the kids were dying to come on the yeah. podcast we've wanted to have them on for so long but they're just definitely at the right age now where they can you know dip in and out we might get them on exactly, again because exactly. um, they loved it they, they loved had the headphones on <laughs> the mic on so enjoy the little interview that we did with them and we will talk to you next week so we have two very special guests on today Rilo and Luna hi <laughs> hi guys say hi Luna hi say how- hey you girls hey guys hey you girls <laughs> <laughs> how are you guys today very good yeah very good you're all good so we thought it would be good okay so you may not know this but kids I get a lot of kind of conversation obviously you know your mom puts out the podcast every week and has done for the past three years two a week and a lot of people know a lot about me and about you guys in turn you know when we're walking around town and people know you yeah yep. do you like that yeah. yeah yeah do you like people coming up and saying hi Rilo and Luna yeah yeah but how do they know our name because of it gals and because I'm on like the way that you're on TikTok I'm on Instagram. <laughs> you know the way sometimes when Lin- you be dancing into Lindsay's phone, people love seeing that you doing that, Luna. And Rilo goes on Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we, exactly. we all have our apps of choice. Yeah. But um, so what I'm saying is that people sometimes get a little insight into our lives, but they don't really know the full story, you know, because they only, even though they hear a lot from me and I talk about you guys and they see you on my Instagram, on videos and stuff like that, but they don't really know you only from the little bit. So we thought that we could give you a space to, you know, ask you some questions and get to know you a little bit and give you the space and the platform to talk because you're kind of getting older and I think it would be a cool little um, memory for us to have, you know. And Fiona got me a new TikTok. Oh, that is cool. Luna <laughs> always gets locked out of her TikTok. So I think we're on number five right now. So, okay, I'm going to start off with a generic question. So how have you guys been finding lockdown? Well, obviously it's the second one. I'm kind of got used to it. It's, second one, is it's it? pretty fun because we just had to stay and chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So what are you, you're used to it now, Ryla, are you? Yeah, I like that. Like, I like the school from home because obviously we're going to do it for like a, about two more months, mm-hmm. probably yeah, more. So we can bring teddies. Yeah, why do you um, like it? We Ross? do the Zooms every Friday. Yeah. Luna does it every Thursday. That's cool. Um, we, it's fun. And I just like being having the feeling of like just Stella's like five meters away from me. Yeah, that's cute, isn't it? Yeah, sleeping. <laughs> and. Sh- She's always sleeping when I do my homework and I don't know why. Maybe she's bored of homework. 
<laughs> Do you get bored of homework, Luna? Yeah. I heard that you got a bit shy the other day on the Zoom. What? On, when you were talk, talking to your friends on the web, text or whatever it's called. Yeah, because um, the Wi-Fi, they were always freezing and I didn't know what they were saying. Oh. <laughs> Zoom probs. Yes. <laughs> Homeschool so, probs. Righto, do you like maybe, do you like the school from home because it also gives you a little bit of like structure to your day as well? So you can like do a little bit of school, have your Zoom, see your pals, uh, but still like be chilling at home. Yeah, I like the feeling of being home. Just I can be straight away after my work in my house. Yeah, I know uniform. And yeah, it's no pretty, uniform. And it's pretty cool at home because um, when it's Friday, we don't have to do so much homework. Oh, that's nice. It is the weekend now, so two days of chill. Yeah, exactly. Yes, we are and recording on a Friday today, guys. And I had like a chocolate thing for breakfast. Oh, you're a lucky girl. Okay, so next question. Okay, so we now know that you guys, you enjoy lockdown. Yeah? yeah? You like it? Yeah. You like being at home, I chilling? I love it. Okay, mm -hmm. that's good. I so love sleeping. I didn't really get up that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you like a lion? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so do you see me? Um, as different than other mums. Oh yeah, very. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, not every mom has Instagram. Mm -hmm. Not every mom has Snapchat. popular Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's just cool. Like, not every mom likes go shopping in town, for example. <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, um, what do you think is different about me? So, um, in terms of, do you think I'm is it age or is it like how I act, how I dress? Age, probably, and dress. Because I like your style all the time. Oh, thanks, Ralph. I like your jumper. <laughs> like when Lindsay comes down to collect you from school and she's wearing her shorts, you think that's cool, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> it's been different too. Yeah. And I even think it's cool when you drive because it's going so fast. <laughs> when I it drive like <laughs> When Jenny's speeding <laughs> Okay Luna <laughs> Expose my ass <laughs> It looks like an it mm -hmm. In yeah. It gal car In it gal car Oh yeah. thanks Luna So Rilo Like what, what do you think is different So you think the clothes and stuff like that But do you think Like the way that We are as a family is different Probably, yeah. Like, um, what do you think of your life? I'm very happy with it. Yeah? What do you think of it? Um, very lucky with Luna, mm -hmm. my mom, obviously, basically the whole family. Mm -hmm. Lucky with Jenny. Oh, oh thanks, Ralph. It's just, yeah, it's very, I'm very lucky. Do you like that with the podcast that Lindsay can be home loads with you guys? Because, mm -hmm. you know, the way maybe some your mom, some moms find it really hard uh, that they have to go to work and sometimes leave their kids. So I think that that's a really lucky thing that you guys, when you get to come home from school, if me and Lindsay are even working, we're still kind of hanging out with you guys. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're also lucky that we live so close to my mum and dad, your granny and granddad. Yeah, basically. Always seen They're them. brilliant. Yeah. What do you think of them? Because do you think, because I was young having you, because I was only 21 when I had Rilo, Luna, which is many, many years ago. It's mad to think, Rals, isn't it? That we've been together this long. But 
um, because I was so young, mom and dad, my mom and dad helped out a lot. A lot. A lot. They still are. And they still do, yeah. So are you, so you're so lucky that, because some people, you know, like we're saying with the age thing, say like maybe some of your friends, their parents might be just a little bit older. So then, you know, you had a lot more time with your granny and granddad, you know? Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I'm very happy with them too. And yeah. Your, and your aunts and uncle are like yeah. much younger. So maybe they know TikTok and they know gaming and they know all the things that yeah. you guys like, which is fun, isn't it? Fiona yeah. knows gaming, which is handy. Yeah. That is handy when we're buying some gaming stuff and things <laughs> like that. So do you think like, I, I was saying like, you know, you see me as different maybe, but like, do you think that your life is different? Like, would it be like, do you feel different than your friends in school? I feel the same. I think I probably fit in the school. Yeah. yeah. You've loads of friends. Yeah. So do you, Luna, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel different or do you feel the same as everyone in the school? I feel the same. You feel the same? Yeah. 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 That's, That's good. good. And but it's okay to be different too. When mommy's going for parties, then I love her outfits and I love her... Cool makeup style. <laughs> <laughs> Are you inspired Thanks, by your mum's style? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love your style. Both you of your style is so, so good. So swag. So let's have a fun little game between the four of us. What do we like about each other? So who will we start with? Will we go for me? I'll say it to Luna first, then Jenny, then Rilo, and then Luna can go. Isn't that a fun game? Yeah. So we can say one thing that we like about each other, all of us, okay? Mm -hmm. So, Luna, I love how you make me laugh. <laughs> you're so funny and you're always making me laugh and it's great fun. <laughs> Do you like making people laugh? Yeah. Yeah? I like playing games. <laughs> what kind of games? I like playing hide and seek with Rilo. Yeah. We always play that in the night when we're in Naomi's house. Really? We always mess up. We mess up Naomi's bed. <laughs> right on <the> start. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> you were there too. <laughs> Is it great fun? And then we just started on my bed to mess it up. Oh my oh. gosh. Naomi was like, you better not be in my bed. I was like, totally not. <laughs> and when we messed it up, we go, um, Rilo goes under the covers, then we just tidied it, so now Ma didn't know we were in oh, there. she never Cheeky. knew. I bet she flippin' did know, because she is so <laughs> particular with her bed. I like when Jenny does funny accents. Mm. I love accents, and I love when you do those accents. They crack <laughs> Thanks, me up. I love an accent. It just breathes life into his funny story, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. makes it so much fun. And I love, what do I love about Rilo? Your kindness. You're unbelievably kind and so thoughtful. And everyone says it. Every single teacher in their report has said it of you as well. Mm -hmm. So, Luna, what do you like about Jenny? Um, I like her house. Uh? <laughs> <laughs> That's it? Yeah. You like coming over, do you? And we get to play with Elle. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Elle's so funny. What do you like about Rilo? Um, I like when he plays with me when when he asks him, do you want to play? Oh. oh so <laughs> he, he always includes you, yeah, in your games. That's so yeah. nice. And what about Lindsay? Um, 
I like all of her outfits. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. She's your style inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yes, because when she was going to her dad's the other week, I noticed a few of my tops in her bag. <laughs> and that's not the first time she's no. done that. <laughs> you love to bring my clothes to your dad's. Okay. Well, uh, they were in my drawer. <laughs> well, sometimes my stuff spills in. <laughs> Trying to clear it up. <laughs> she's like, it's in my drawer, it's mine. Yes. <laughs> I find it, it's mine. Okay, I'll go next. So, Lindsay, I love your sense of humor, of course. Um, I love how you can always make a joke out of something and find the funny aspect of anything that's happening, which honestly helps me a lot. Luna, I love your energy. Even if I come in here super tired one day, you have me running around after you, tickling you, and you're <laughs> jumping and bouncing off the walls, Very and you're, you're like a cup of coffee in a person. <laughs> Rilo, I love how smart you are. You've always been so, such a smart kid and you've always surprised me so much. I've known Rilo, I've known both of you since you were little babies, but I've known Rilo now since you were like two years old and you've always had such a strong personality. You've always had the same personality and you've always been so sure of yourself and so smart. And that's what I love about you guys. Oh, what do you say guys? Thank, Thank you. You're welcome. And now it's Rilo's turn. Um, I love Lindy because I'm just so lucky with her. I wouldn't be here without you. Aww. And I wouldn't be in this great spot without you. And everything about you is brilliant. Oh, Rilo, you're the best. If I could think of one person in the world, it would be you. One millisecond first to you. Oh, thank you. Right. You're so sweet. You're the best. Isn't Rilo so nice? Isn't he the sweetest yeah. boy? And yeah. he's so, so good. Uh, what about Luna? Luna is... Fun to play with, mm-hmm. funny, very good at hide and seek. <laughs> <laughs> Freakishly good. Yes. <laughs> Remember the time, tell oh the story God. when in Nanamaz. So Luna plays hide and seek and no, she didn't even say she was going to play. She just hid and they were all looking for her and then me and then me, I run around the whole block around our state because I thought she ran outside and then and then I come back, she's not there. Everyone's heart is beaming. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh God. I know, everyone thought. And where was she? And then she was just in Animal's room, sitting in the corner crying. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you crying? She was sad. Everyone was I looking. can't remember. She probably thought everyone forgot about her. <laughs> oh my God. But you were just too good at hiding. Yeah. I don't know how no one found her. She was just in the corner like that. <laughs> I was behind their closet. <laughs> yeah, she went deep into the closet. Mm, that's okay. the best part. So you love playing with Luna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jenny. Um, well, Jenny's just perfect and everywhere like you. Oh, Rilo. Rilo, you're the sweetest kid ever. Rilo's so, so good. And everyone, even though they only see a little small parts of you sometimes, because you don't love being on Instagram too much, do you? Well, I like it. I like yeah. taking photos. I know he t- Rilo, as y'all know, mm-hmm. is um, the best photographer ever. Some of my best photos on Instagram and most liked ones mm-hmm. have been taken by Rilo. You'll have to when you go to secondary school, Rilo. Maybe you can do your work experience with Evan. Mm, could you imagine? Wouldn't that be cool studio. if you did two weeks working with Evan and you could teach all about cameras and stuff? Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it's a great hobby to have. Mm-hmm. Because like mm-hmm. photographs are memories. Like, look at all those photos of us up there. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's my favorite. I love. They're them. all memories that we have that I forget. Like, 
loads of things mm -hmm. so when I look through photos I'm like oh yeah oh yeah you're like that's what's so great so it's a really valuable thing to have so if you were going to be photographer Rilo what do you think you would like to be Luna um I would like to be myself <laughs> <laughs> I mean for a job when you grow up would you like to be a dancer I pretty want to be a hairdresser. A hairdresser? Yeah, okay. I thought, yeah, a hairdresser changes. The other week she was like, I just want to be an artist. Okay, so you would like to do something creative, wouldn't you? Like art or hair? I pretty want to do everything. Everything, well, that's a good idea. Yeah. You can try and do everything and then find your favourite thing. That's what loads of people do these days. Mm. So that's a good way to do it, isn't it? See what yeah. your favourite thing is and then you can do that forever. So what do you think you want for the future? So obviously this past couple of years has been weird hasn't it stop banging honey hasn't it been a little weird the last couple of years since the schools were closing and the sickness came and everything like that it's i hope it's just normal again yeah, yeah. like 2019 and 2018 were probably the best years yeah in my life so what do you miss about those years just nothing went wrong. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 20 came along. Hi, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Luna's dying to say it yeah. now. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> but um, I know. So like, what do you miss about like going out with your friends or going to school or just being able to, it was cool when like Ryla was last in school, he was able to bring your pitch and put stuff to school and oh. go walk around by yourself when you had a bit more, getting a bit more independence. And next year you're going into first year. How do you feel about that? Excited. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I like the school I'm going in. I got confirmed. Yeah. Oh good. And you've loads of friends going there too, don't you? Yeah. That's most great. Of my people in my class and probably school are going there. And you can so maybe cool. do like different subjects as well, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember. The one I remember I did music. Because mm -hmm. you do violin. You're really good and at it. Drums, and drums, and drums. <laughs> you prefer drums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Luna, you're going to be your first year in school without Rilo. <gasps> what do you think of that? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? You're kind of Because Rilo's going into a different school next year. So when you go into school, it's going to be you and all your pals. And Rilo's going to be in a bigger school. He's going to big school. But which school am I going to be? The same school. Oh. <laughs> so that's okay. So you still have all your same friends. In your same class. Probably maybe a different teacher, but I don't know. Well, yeah, what if yeah, I different forget teacher. what seat I'm in? I'm sure your teacher the will teacher tell you. The teacher will tell you. Okay, so fire questions. What is your favorite food, Luna? The sketty. Okay, <laughs> Rilo? Domino's pizza. Okay, what is, or who is your favorite YouTuber? I like Switch Alon. Mm -hmm. I just don't really have a favorite. I just watch what's on my recommended. Yeah. yeah. But you like, do you like gaming? Uh, yeah. yeah, you like gaming channels, yeah. don't you? What about you, Luna? Who's your fave on YouTube? Or TikTok. Or TikTok. Um, I like Little Princess. Little oh, Princess. Oh yeah, it's a show on YouTube that she watches. Okay. Very cute. Um, who is your best friend? Or you can name a few, you don't have to just choose yeah. one. My friend Matthew, Jacob, um, Ethan, that's... I, I have out. more, but shout out to the squad. Shit. Squad goals. <laughs> Who's your best like, friend? That sounds like <laughs> I like Nicole and Ivan and Marta. Okay, Lovely. shout out to those queens. Squad goals. <laughs> um, and let's have a little think. Fave memory of us as a family. Do you know Luna? Do you know what a memory is, Luna? No. What do you remember about us as a family when you think about us as a family from a long time ago? What do you remember? 
I don't know. Say, maybe do you love the days where you all go down to the beach during the summer? Do you remember any time you went to the beach that was really fun? We were making sandcastles and some of our friends come over. Oh, so you like being down at the beach and then all your friends can see. Yeah, and do you like maybe going for picnics? Sometimes I know Lindsay brings you down in the summer for picnics, doesn't she? Yeah. And you like them? Yeah. That's probably some of our best times because we live so close to the beach and even when it was locked down, in the first lockdown when it was summer, Mm -hmm. we could just walk over to the beach and it would be warm and we could just sit there. And Luna would just sit in the sand, putting the sand through her fingers for hours. And mommy. Yeah. And um, if we live near the beach, then do are we a mermaid if we live near the beach? Yeah. Exactly. Yes, um, we are. Do you know what I think? It might be another memory that you might like, Luna, that you might be able to tell us about. Yeah. Do you remember the day that you brought Stella home? Remember. Remember when surprise. Lindsay gave you Stella as a surprise? Yeah. Tell us about that day. Do you remember it? It was in Look the into the microphone. Look. It was in another Christmas. It was. And yeah. did you know you were getting Stella? No. And were you so shocked? You were laughing your head off. And what was Rilo doing? First thing I saw, a tear came down my eye. <laughs> I was nearly going to cry anyways, but I didn't want to. Oh, you didn't <laughs> want to suffer. See, Rilo is a little bit more emotional than Luna, maybe, yeah. do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And you just like bawled when you saw her, didn't you, Ralph? Yeah. She's just so cute. She was yeah. tiny. Do you she remember? She was this? sleeping on my legs when she, we, when we first got her oh, on no. that pink couch. Little she, tip: there. if you're getting a dog, you're gonna have a hard week or a few, few, yeah, few months. months. Yeah, well, they like told baby. us when I was googling all the stuff about it, it was like three weeks and you'll be grand. And I was like, okay, I can do three weeks, but it is months. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. Because then you love that dog. Yeah. It is worth it. It doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't feel you're like you're never gonna get there, but. When it got to six months, well, like three months, but like definitely six months mm-hmm. was like, oh, the end. She's chill. They chill out. Yeah. What about you, Rilo? What is your favorite memory? Um, Nurha or Virgin Ventura. Yeah, I going away on holidays. The big family holidays you got to go away uh, on. Probably Nurha. Yeah, Nurha was the best. Yeah, Nurha was so fun because all our aunts 20, came. like 24 people went. I know. Wow. Do you remember that, Luna? When mm. we were with Bruno on holidays? Look in that picture. Your cousin? There. Wasn't that so fun? Yeah. yeah, I love the pool. Yeah, the pool. I know she was in that pool all the time with your little armband flashing <laughs> around. So, anything else you want to say, guys? Before we, what do you guys think about it, girls? Ooh, good one. Um, I know you love the song, Luna. Do you want to sing it? Yeah. Do you want to sing it? <laughs> we can sing it at the end, maybe. We'll yeah. play it and we can yeah. all pl- sing along. Yeah. What do you think about it, girls, Rilo? As it's the fact that it's mine and Lindsay's job, but also that we have like a podcast, which is also on social media yeah, and stuff. That what it's do you public, think? So that like you know, your friends might listen, your friends' mums might know about it, or people in the street know about it. What do, What do you think about that? It's mad how like you came with, up with a name and now you've got this far. Yeah. And it's very cool that you talk about social media, and, yeah, like, Instagram and stuff. Oh. And what do you think about like the live shows and stuff? Yeah, that was really cool. Like the one in 2019. Yeah. yeah. It was, that was nearly a full year ago now. Isn't that mad? Yeah. Almost a year ago. It was more. Yeah, well, we had that one. And remember, we had the one on the Valentine's weekend as well, yeah. which was this time last year. So yeah. it's it's so crazy. And hopefully you guys will get to come to a show and see yeah, it I soon. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. that would be so fun. You can be backstage with I'll us. slide in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Luna, could, would you do a TikTok dance in front of everyone? 
Maybe yeah. we should make one. Like Evan can hold the camera for one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. For what? Maybe we can get like one Luna. All a of photo. us. The four of us doing. Evan holds the camera and four of us go. Do a dance. Do a TikTok dance. <laughs> That'll be gas. Gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, which dance will we do? I've tried we to learn the TikTok dance. They're, They're so hard. It's so hard. We, we could make up our own one. quarantine. We looked at a video. I know. Can do the, wait, what is the... Um, Remember that one we did on our first TikTok when we tried to do TikTok together and it was like, um, oh, yeah. Renegade or Renegade. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> so, but I can't really remember what it was called. Okay. So you sing it, Luna? You stayed right. Yeah. <laughs> renegade or Renegade. Renegade, Renegade. renegade. <laughs> <laughs> That's Rilo's. Rilo's turn. What, what to sing that. Renegade? <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. like, not just me and my own. Okay, so anything else you want to say before we go? Anything you'd like the people to know? We love you all. Oh, that's nice, Looney. We would miss you. You oh. miss you. Do you know what the best thing to do to sing us out, guys? So when me and Jenny start the podcast, we always dance to this song. Sing it like Lena. Hey, this bitch girl. She knows that bit. How she runs there. Make it bounce, get tits like it's a jig girl. Like boom, sip kombucha for your boo. Honey heat squad, link up, it's like boom. The girls be giving you vibes. Hopefully we'll have you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.